Hello and welcome to the Life Coach Live podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Figueroa, awakening coach and manifestation expert. I'll help you live a life by design as I share all the tools I've gathered along my way to achieving massive success and abundance in all areas of my life. Thank you for joining and let's dive in. So I just wanted to come on here and make a really impromptu podcast episode. Um, so I recently posted or I've been posting more with Danny, who is my boyfriend as of three months now, four months going on. And I feel like I'm just surrounded by people or girlfriends specifically who were in a similar or the exact same spot I was in a few months ago and just surrounded by like fuckboys basically or um, people who are emotionally unavailable and who, I don't know, just make you like leave you second guessing, who don't really reciprocate your energy, who might make you think that you're asking for too much and to know that that isn't the case. And I think it's so hard. I mean, I did a whole nother podcast episode on like relationships and where I read like excerpts from this book, Deeper Dating by the psychotherapist Ken Page, who's a relationship therapist basically. And just how it can be hard when it's so easy to make, I think what keeps people in like these toxic um, or just in relationships where they know they deserve better is because there is that like baseline connection where they do get along. They are very similar. Um, they complement each other well. But, and the thing that has been, this has taken me the longest time to grasp, like not everyone that you meet in your life is meant to stay for that long. There are some people that pass through that are phases. And for me, when I was in this phase of wanting a relationship so badly, it's like anyone who I came into contact with who like met my energy or who I got along with or who I thought was attractive, like I would cling on to or I would think that there's hope there for it turning into a relationship when in reality I was like going out with them to a bar or and I mean I don't like drink in general like rarely and when I do it's usually for like a friend's birthday or something but I would find myself kind of compromising my but what I believed or who I was, like I didn't want to drink and go out, but I thought that that was like the only way to meet someone. And so I would like, because I mean, think about what's the first thing anyone says when you meet someone new, it's like, oh, let's go grab a drink. So I really found myself in this environment where there were these like surface level relationships where you did get along with someone and where maybe there was that connection. Okay. that spark, but there was no longevity to it. And to really be comfortable with someone, I had this just this like when people ask me about my relationship with Danny and how it kind of formed, how it went from like first meeting him to then being a relationship, 
it's almost like it was meant to be because there was no force involved. Like it literally just flowed so naturally. We just kept hanging out until it got to this point where it's like, oh, it would be a lot easier to call you my boyfriend or to call you my girlfriend when people are like, oh, who's that guy you're with? Or, oh, who's that girl you're with? Or, oh, I'm going over to like Olivia's place, whatever. So the difference that I noticed, and this is what Ken Page talks about a lot in his book between attractions of deprivation and attractions of inspiration. So attractions of deprivation are like your type. So this guy walks through through the door, your jaw drops because he's just like, to the T, your type. He's good looking, attractive, whatever you might get along, surface levelly. And he tries to explain that 90% of the people you meet are attractions of deprivation. So they're not going to go anywhere. They're not people who really you can cultivate this more intimate relationship with. And so when he describes attractions of inspiration, they might not be this like jaw dropping. I don't know, moment of like, you're the one, like knowing off the bat per se. And I think when he's, he gives multiple examples in the book, but it's kind of like this slow burning flame that you entertain for a while. And with time, it grows into more of a spark or you start finding that person more and more attractive or like it might not. And I think it's really interesting because when you learn about like energy, law of attraction, manifesting things into your life, you're not supposed to have these crazy like juxtaposing feelings, emotions about something. It should feel natural for something that you want to come to you. And so when we get super excited, it's almost like we didn't believe that it was possible Or when we have the opposite, like really low emotions of doubting ourselves, fear, or anxiety, you should be very neutral throughout life, throughout everything that you do. And so I think it's interesting when you compare that to attractions of deprivation, you shouldn't feel this like, I don't know, this need to perform or to like attract someone or to be your best self. It should be natural. And not that working on yourself and improving yourself is bad, but you shouldn't feel like you have to be this other person to be accepted. And I feel like I would conform or mesh into, for the longest time, like before meeting Danny, I would really, I'm very observational. So I would meet a guy and kind of figure out like what type of girl he wanted and like be more like that just because I was so like longing to be accepted, validated, loved. And I realized that once I started to really go within myself and figure out what it was I was trying to call into my life and was I mirroring that? So if I wanted someone who, you know, I don't know, was had a good routine, who wasn't going out and drinking, who really took care of themselves, was I being that person? Because you can't receive something that you aren't ready for, something that you aren't an energetic match two. And I think the more and more that I started to kind of like analyze myself and figure out how to make improvements to meet 
and match the energy of the person I was trying to draw into my life, that's when everything changed. And I mean, don't ever beat yourself up for falling for someone that isn't right for you or for loving someone who doesn't treat you with respect or who doesn't reciprocate the amount of love you have to give. Because at the end of the day, all these people that we meet, all these attractions of deprivation are lessons that we need to learn before we're ready to receive this amazing love of our life. Because if, like, how ready would you be for a relationship (laughs) If like nothing happened to you and then you just got into one, like you wouldn't know how to cope with things. You wouldn't know how to handle things. You wouldn't know what you liked, what you disliked. And so I think life really prepares us for the person we're supposed to meet and not saying that you're not meant to be in multiple relationships before like settling down with someone. But I think the hardest part, and Brene Brown talks a lot about this, she studies shame and vulnerability, has amazing TED Talks and videos on YouTube, but something she really talks about is you need to be vulnerable and let those walls down. You need to, those people who are truly happy and who have this sense of love and belonging in life know that it isn't going to be easy. They accept that with like full force and they know that they have to be the one initiating these vulnerable things sometimes like saying I love you first asking someone out kind of like breaking down these walls that are trying to protect us but that no longer serve us because when we were younger whatever trauma we experienced we built up walls to protect us in that environment now we're adults and we're carrying those same walls up but they're not protecting us any they're not serving us anymore instead they are preventing us from feeling these amazing emotions of love and to really feel love that comes with a cost of being and I don't want to say cost because that sounds negative but it takes courage it takes you to be brave and to put yourself out there without knowing what can happen and like I said I love you first (laughs) in my relationship with Danny and to not think (laughs) Like, I was so used to guys who were so afraid of, like, (laughs) commitment or anything, like, getting too serious, whatever they might think, like, that means or that will happen. And so to say that was like, oh, my God, is this going to push him away? Is this going to scare him? And, like, you never know until you do something. And all of the people that have this immense happiness are the ones who are courageous and are willing to have these tough conversations and are willing to put themselves out there and say like, I love you first or whatever it might be. But you need to know that the more open and honest and vulnerable you can be with yourself and with those around you, the more you're going to get out of life because the more closed off we are, the less we can receive. We start, we keep attracting these surface level relationships when we're not allowing our shell to crack open. People want like, (laughs) you need to be cracked open in order to receive the greatest things in life. And that's where all of this shadow work, all of this, you know, deep self-reflection comes in because there's a lot of unhealed trauma, a lot of unhealed wounds, triggers, parts of ourselves that we need to heal first in order to be able to receive something better. Or if something isn't manifesting in your life that you want, you have to, it's all an internal shift before the external starts to mimic that. 
And so this was a very quick um, impromptu episode, um, but I wanted to get it in. And before I have to go to work, I'm hostessing right now part-time as I'm also life coaching and doing all the things. (laughs) So I'm doing this before I have to go in. And it's just really something that speaks to me because I've seen a lot of my friends around me dealing with this issue of not feeling good enough or constantly falling for like the wrong guy and thinking that he's different. And I just want to say that I was there with you. I was on hinge. I was going out at bars trying to meet guys when really think about where you're going to find that genuine connection. What do you love doing? And do more of that. You don't have to change or shape yourself to fit someone else's reality. Be your authentic self. And the more brave and vulnerable you are, the more courageous you are to be your full unapologetic self, the fullest expression of yourself, the more brave and daring you are, the more the the universe is going to reward you more, the more you're going to be rewarded for being that authentic version of yourself. And so with that, I leave you to the rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this. And I can't wait to talk to you all next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, please rate and subscribe to keep the good episodes coming. Follow me on Instagram at Life Coach Love Official for daily updates and tips. See you all next time.